Evening guys, welcome back to the RS Weekly with me, Reese, and... Me, Sam. Right, how you been? Good, mate, you? Yeah, sound as, mate. Good, sound good. as. Um, another big weekend of football coming right. up this weekend. It's that time of the weekend. It is, mate. It's getting to that time. Yeah. And it's so, well, we ain't got a great lot to choose from again, so we'll nope. crack on with the Bundesliga. So, I had a bit of a thought um, last night. And I was just sat there thinking, I know what I'm going to do with this podcast. I know it hurts your brain, mate, but well <laughs> It does, done. mate, it does. But um, towards the end of the podcast, we're going to do a bit of a quiz. So, um, yeah, if you guys want to get involved, if you want to, uh, we'll uh, go from there. And, uh, yeah, put your answers in the comment section. Obviously, we're going to tell them in this podcast, but see how many get right in yeah. the podcast. Feel free to like, subscribe. Yeah, leave a like, subscribe on this. Uh, get all over it. Yeah, get it shared on Facebook, get it everywhere. Trying to 100 subscribers by the end of the year on this channel. We're also trying to hit 200 subscribers on my channel, and we're also trying to help Reese get 100 subscribers on his YouTube channel, and I'll leave a link to that in the description. Shall we get on with this podcast then, mate? Absolutely, let's crack on, mate. So, friend. on Friday night, there is the Berlin Derby, which is the Heather Berlin Ooh. versus FC Union Ooh. Berlin. I am looking forward to this, this one. Be a good game, First mate. ever top flight meeting between these it teams, is. if I'm not if I'm you not mistaken. Ah, not mistaken, mate. You Thanks. are right. Thanks. Um How did these two get on at the weekend? Well, Union Berlin I think, took a bit of a pasting. Oh, yeah, no, maybe not by a scoreline, but by yeah. Munich, but they um, lost. Hertha Berlin beat Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim 3 0, wasn't it? Massive, massive. When we spoke on the last podcast about Hertha Berlin, we said that they're a big, big club in Germany and they really should be doing a lot better than what they are. Huge result last weekend, winning 3 0 at Hoffenheim, which is the no mugs. That is a great result away from home. Um, you'd fancy Hertha at home, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to be fair, Union Berlin are no mugs. They've proved that this year. They've they've been more than capable of getting results. Do you think, though, it's going to make a difference with no fans? Uh, I'd say it make a slight... because yeah, it's a derby game, isn't it? A derby game with no fans. Because I mean, the prime example being Dortmund-Schalke last weekend. I think... I mean, yeah, fair enough, it was at Dortmund. But I think with fans, that becomes a little bit more of a different game. A, a Berlin derby, and especially the first time they've ever met, you know, met in the top flight... I think it would be a different game. It will make a difference with them not being in front of fans. Yeah, definitely, mate. I, uh, I agree with you on that one. Um, should we get a score prediction for this one, then? Yes, crack on with the score predictions. What are we saying? I'm going to say 2-1 Hertha Berlin. I know I said I fancied Hertha Berlin. I'm actually going to go 2-2 draw. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't know why. I can't help but feel... I'm probably horrendously wrong... Like, ridiculously wrong. But I can't help but think that because it's a Berlin derby being played in front of no fans, I think it's going to be a little bit tighter um, than most people would anticipate. I'm going to say 2-2 draw. Although, to be fair, it wouldn't surprise me if Hertha won. Um, Saturday's results. Saturday's game, sorry, I apologise. Um, let's start off with Borussia Borussia Gladbach versus Bayern Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen. What a game that is at the top end of the league. Yeah, definitely. Big, big game at the top of the league. Munch and Gladbach really is still trying to go for the league. Leverkusen are looking to push further up the league. I think, are they fourth or fifth Leverkusen? Uh, Leverkusen at the moment. 
third, yeah, I think. The, no, the fifth, I think. No, I think you're wrong. I think they've gone up. To, I think they've gone up to third. Oh no, they are fifth. Yeah, fifth. Sorry, yeah, because um, I know they got a big win at Inter Berlin on the well, they got a big win at but um, at Werder Bremen. Sorry, on Monday night. Um, Gosh, yeah, that, that is a really, really tough game to call that because Bayer Leverkusen I mean, since uh, Petter Bosch, who was at Dortmund uh, a few seasons ago, he's really turned Leverkusen round from being kind of a top seven or eight team to now it's like they could really push for the Champions League spots now. Munch and Gladbach are really, really strong at home, very strong at home, but no fans. Again, it's the same thing, isn't it? Makes a big difference. Oh, of course it does, mate. Of course. I mean, Leverkusen have always got a chance. They've got a, they've got a squad full of. You know, they've got a decent squad now. And when you've got someone like Kai Havertz in your team, who is that breakout star really, alongside people like Jaden Sancho, Erling Braut Haaland, um, I'd have to say Leverkusen are going to put up a fight in this game. But I think Munch and Gladbach at home are a strong side. Score predictions. What are you saying? It's tough. This one. This is probably um, the along game. with the Wolfsburg Dortmund game, which we're going to get into. I think this is the hardest one to call out the lot of them. I'm going to say. I'm going to go 1 1. 1 1? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a respectable. Call, yeah, it is, it is hard. I'm going to say a 1 1 draw as well. It's not very often I go with what you say, to be fair. It's not very often we have the same predictions, but I think this is going to be a little bit tight, this game. Munch and Gladbach will definitely not want to lose at home, and especially not to Leverkusen. Because if you look at the the league table, if Leverkusen win, they could go above Gladbach. Jesus. With a win, Leverkusen could go on to 53 points and providing, well, seeing what Leipzig do... Uh, I think Leipzig play on Sunday. Um, if they beat Le- uh, Munch and Gladbach, sorry, they'll go above them. And that, and if you're Munch and Gladbach and you're trying to go for the league still, you don't want that at all. Um, it's a tough one, this, but I'm going to say 1-1 one, one draw. Yep, fair enough, mate. Uh, let's go to the next game then. Uh, Freiburg versus Werder Brenner. <sighs> this, this isn't... It's not the most glamorous of games, this really. Uh, Freiburg, although, did get a brilliant result at Leipzig last weekend. Um, or the weekend just gone, should I say. Very, very, very good draw. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't expect him to draw at Leipzig, not in the slightest. I didn't think they'd draw that game. Did very well, and they could have won it, to be fair. Apart, um, Unless, well... If it, yeah, it was a disallowed goal, wasn't it? So if it weren't for that, they'd be taking three points from Leipzig, which is not easy. Mm. Um, Werder Bremen, the league table speaks for itself. The second bottom with the worst goal difference in the league. Freiburg are currently sitting in seventh place, which for them is a very, very respectable season. In fact, probably overachieving, really, um, for the size of the football club. It's hard to look past anything but a home win here because Bremen are so leaky defensively. I mean, you you only have to look at the league table. They've only won four games out of 25 and they've drawn six, minus 31 goal difference. I think that pretty much says everything, really. It's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's bad, mate. I feel really bad for them because they're now five points behind Fortuna Dusseldorf. 
if you're five points behind Dusseldorf, you know you're going to be around the foot of the table somewhere. Um, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but D- Dusseldorf are fighting an uphill battle against all the rest of the teams in the Bundesliga because they've got one of the lowest budgets. Um, I mean, even the gap between Dusseldorf and Mainz is four points, and Mainz have been really poor this year, although I don't know how, but they've managed to win eight games um, and still be down near the foot of the league, to be honest, at this stage. Um yeah, I think Werder Bremen are going to struggle. Score predictions. What are you, what are you thinking? Which way are you going to go with this one? I'm going to go three 0 Freiburg. Three 0 I'm going to say two 0 I'm going to say two 0 Freiburg. I fancy them to get a couple against that leaky defence. I just hope they sort Werder it out. Werder Bremen just cannot defend. They can't defend, can they? Defend they? For shit. The st- the stats prove it all, don't they? They do, mate. They do. Um, next game on uh, Saturday is Paderborn versus, versus Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim. Yeah, Hoffenheim. This is an interesting one, this one. Hoffenheim currently sitting ninth place and Paderborn bottom of the league. This could be a barren. It it could be, but the only thing I'd say is Hoffenheim had a really, really bad result last time out <laughs> at home to Hertha Berlin. I'll be honest, I did not expect them to lose that game 3-0, especially at home. They are usually stronger than that. Hoffenheim have had a bit of an indifferent season this year. Out of 26 games, they've only won 10 and drawn 5, lost 11. That's a pretty... It's a pretty. I guess it's kind of respectable, but it's not really where Hoffenheim want to be. Because Hoffenheim, in the last few years, especially under Julian Nagelsmann, who we've mentioned before on the podcast, was pushing for top 6, top 5. They haven't done that at all this year. They've, they're kind of flattered to deceive, really. Uh, Paderborn, bottom of the league. I, to be honest, at the start of the season, I expected them to be around the bottom of the league. You're always going to struggle if you won four games out of twenty six, aren't you? Let's be yeah. honest. Um, another team that's fighting an uphill battle against the rest of the teams in the Bundesliga because of budget, and I just don't think the squad is good enough really to compete at that level. They're always going to struggle. Score predictions. What are you saying, Samuel? Tough on this one, mate. I just cannot see Paderborn scoring. I really can't. Um, they're not a high-scoring team, no, not, to be honest. Mate. I'm going to go... I'm stuck between two or three. I'm going to go 2-0. 2-0 Hoffenheim. I'm going to go 1-0 Hoffenheim, just simply because of the result they had last time. They won't want to lose, because, to be honest, from where they are, they could still push for a Europa League spot, even... Only four points behind Wolfsburg. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they are, like you say, they're only four points behind Wolfsburg, and Wolfsburg are currently in the Europa League places. Um, so I'm going to go 1-0 Hoffenheim, but I think it's going to be harder than people would think. Yeah. Next is Wolfsburg versus our boys, Borussia Dortmund. Yes, this is not going to be an easy game for no. Dortmund. Wolfsburg are a pretty solid team, and especially at home. Um, I mean, just looking at the recent form, although it's not a lot to go on because obviously we've only had one game in the last two months. But last time out, Wolfsburg got a good 2-1 win at Augsburg. Augsburg is not an easy place to go. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be Bayern Munich, Schalke, Dortmund. It doesn't matter who. You're in for a game when you go to Augsburg. And that's a hell of a result, to be honest. Going away and especially pushing for Europe as well. I do think Wolfsburg will give Dortmund a better test than Schalke did last weekend because Schalke were piss poor. Um, Yeah, to be honest, I fancy a Dortmund win, but I I don't think it's going to be... A 3-4 goal affair like it was last week. 
Um, score predictions for me, I'm going 2-1 Wolves, uh, 2-1 Dortmund. I was about to say, don't say that. I nearly, I nearly cocked up there, to be honest. I nearly said Wolfsburg. I'm going to go for a big result here. I'm going to go for a 3-2 Dortmund. It's a good shout, to be honest, because I Dortmund, they score a lot of goals, but they let in some goals yeah. as well. And I think Wolfsburg have got some handy players uh, going forward. Renato, Stefan being one of them. Scored a couple of really good goals from what I've seen this year. I, th- I think Dortmund, have, that win last week, will have settled them down a bit. Because it could be easy, it could have been easy to kind of like really take your eye off the ball with last week, and especially with it being a local derby, um, it, I think it, sometimes it is kind of easy to take your eye off the ball a bit. Dortmund powered through last weekend. I fancy him to do it this week, but not going to be easy. Fair enough, mate. Uh, and then we go on to the half past five kickoff, which is Bayern Munich versus Frankfurt. Oh Christ! At the Allianz Arena. <sighs> Home win, Bayern Munich, 4-0. Jesus, put it out there, right, mate? <laughs> well, uh, do you know what? Look, mate, you know I'm a Dortmund fan. I'll admit that, you know, I don't want Munich to win the league. Out of the last 20 leagues since the year 2000, Bayern Munich have won 14 of them. I think it's about time someone tried to tip the trend a little bit. I know Dortmund have won a couple of leagues in that time, but... Bayern Munich are just a powerhouse, and especially at the Allianz and Frankfurt, what a Awful bloody performance that was last weekend. It's not going to look good going to the Allianz, is it? No, and especially the form that Munich are in. Um, Munich did win their last game 2-0 at Union Berlin. Could have been a lot more from what I saw of the highlights. I know we did watch bits of the, bits of the game, mm. but I can't see anything other than a Bayern Munich home win. I'm going to say 4-0. I fancy him to absolutely spank Frankfurt. To um, the this well, I'm just looking at the result last week, and they only they only beat uh, Union Berlin two 0 I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stick with the same result then. I'm gonna go two 0 Bayern. They they're just very efficient, aren't they? Yeah. They they are to me Bayern Munich are like what English people view German cars as just really efficient. Like <laughs> honestly, they're just they're just powerhouses. They just seem to really really kind of grind it out when they have to. Um, I wish they didn't, but unfortunately, they're just uh, a well, well-oiled well machine, aren't they? Yeah, they are, mate. Right, let's move on to Sunday, then. Um, we'll start for the early kickoff. Half past 12 is Schalke versus FC Augsburg. Yeah, um, Schalke really need to put last weekend right. Local derby, they did not turn up at all. They was, they was awful last weekend. They really need to turn up this week. Um, I know Augsburg lost last time out as well, but they, I mean, they really Schalke really need to get a result on Sunday because it's not. I mean, the, the, I think personally the pressure is going to be on David Wagner if he if he loses to Augsburg at home, and where Schalke sit in the table, they're eighth. I can't see the Schalke owners being too happy at finishing eighth in the league. It doesn't matter. What squad you've got, Schalke should be finishing higher. They're a big, big club in German football. Um, probably bigger, with all due respect, they're probably bigger than the likes of Hoffenheim, Freiburg, um, Union Berlin, these types of teams. Schalke should be really pushing up. I mean, out of 26 games this season, they've won nine and drawn 10 games. So if you turn three of those draws into three wins... You're looking at another nine points. They could be sitting just outside the Europa in the in the Europa League places. 
That just tells you how they've been. And the minus seven goal difference for a team that sits in eighth just tells you everything, really. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad. Yeah, it, it is, It is, mate. It's it's mad to think where Schalke... I mean, I remember the days of playing United in Champions League quarterfinals with Manuel Neuer and, and players like that and Jefferson Farfan in the team. And uh, to look where they are now, it's like a club of mediocrity, really. Um, and I mean that with the greatest of respect, but Schalke should be doing a lot, lot better. They need to put last weekend right. I think they will win at home, but it's not going to be easy. Augsburg, pretty well-oiled machine, to be honest with you. They're not. I mean, I know they lost last time out, but I think they could do a lot better this weekend. Um, I am going to go for a Schalke win. I'm going to say a 2-1 Schalke win. What are you saying, Samuel? Uh, I could see a shock in this one, to be honest, mate. Really? Yeah, I could see Augsburg winning 2-1. Just the way Schalke played last week, mate, they were just awful. They had nothing about them at all, They just didn't look interested. I didn't. I'm going to go for a shock result. I'm going to go for uh, FC Augsburg 2-1 win. It's a criminal, really, isn't it, in a local derby to not turn up criminal. Who doesn't turn up to a local derby? Anyway. Apart from Scunthorpe United. Yeah. Yeah. Um... The next game on Sunday is half to kick off. Mainz versus Red Bull Leipzig. Yes. Um Mainz struggling down the bottom of the league, Leipzig going for going to win the league. Leipzig really flattered to deceive last weekend. They played they didn't play very well at all. Um I do fancy him to win this weekend with Mainz not being in great form this year. And to be honest, they haven't been as strong as they usually are at home. I'm going to go a Leipzig win. I'm going to say 2-0. Two, two I fancy Werner to score this weekend. Yeah, well, I was if, if, he is, if he is fit and available, I fancy Werner to score this weekend. I'm going Leipzig 4-0. And Werner's got a trick. Really? Yeah. Who's the other goal scorer? Put your neck out, Sam. You've got three for Timo Werner. I've got Paulson. Yusuf Paulson. Good shout. Yeah, Very Paulson. dependable striker. I heard your boys are looking at him. <sighs> seeing things from the great, vi- seeing talk- things from the grapevine. You know. Let's not talk about my boys right now. So. Nah, come on. Nah, nah come if on. It happens, happens. But we're not talking about it because people don't like me talking about Newcastle on the podcast. So let's move on. <laughs> right. Quickly moving on, so you said 4-0. I said 4-0, yeah. Right, just, I'm going to hold you to that one. Right. Uh, the next game... It's the last one. Yep, yeah, I think, yeah, I believe it's the last game of the weekend. 5pm kickoff is FC Cologne versus Fortuna Dusseldorf. Um, Not really the most glamorous game in German football. <laughs> no, it's not. Um... Cologne sitting 10th on 33 points out of 26 games they've won 10, drawn 3, lost 13. Um, And then you look at Dusseldorf who are third bottom on 23 points with a minus 23 goal difference. Um, Dusseldorf, I knew they were going to struggle this year. I always had a feeling they would but Cologne, I think... Cologne are about where they should be, really, in terms of the budget and squad size that they have. Um, I think that Cologne will be a little bit too much for Dusseldorf. Cologne is not an easy place to go either. They've be, they've definitely, um, when they need to, they, they can pull a result out at the Rhine Energy Stadion. Yeah, that's right, I went there. Um, I'm going to go a Cologne home win and I'm going to say 1-0 Cologne. I can't see it being a high-scoring game. I can't 
I see you being goals in this game, mate. Really? Yeah, I'm going nil nil. Can't see there being goals in this game at all. Not at all, mate. I really can't. So yeah, they're the um, German uh, league games for the weekend. We'll do another podcast um, when all the games have been done. So we'll do that Sunday night. Get them rounded up. And yeah. So, right, it's that time of the uh, yeah. it's that time of the podcast. Yeah, we're going to, um, as Sam said before, we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. He wants, well, for some reason, he wants to ask me a load of questions about different sports. So, what so we're, we're not just, sorry, mate, not to talk, but just so we're not kind of basing it all around football, he's going to ask me a series of questions about different sports. Take it away, Samuel. So, what we're going to do is we're going to do 10 questions. We are. Reese has has to write them down, um, the answers. I'll basically ask him some questions. He has to write them down. And at the end of the 10 questions, we will go for the answers. So if you guys want to get involved, put your answers in the comment section below. And let's crack on. Don't look at my phone because that's where the answers are. I'm not looking at your phone. I'm going to look you over here. You take your phone. I'm going to look over here and I'm going to quickly open Google. Now I'm joking. <laughs> No, so... Just so, if you can get on your notes, mate, and yep, just write just down 1 to 10 no. when you get a chance to. Yep, just bear with me, Samuela. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this podcast as well. Um, we have had some very good feedback. Yeah, we have um, to. It's really encouraging, to be fair, considering yeah. we're just two normal lads from a steel town in in the north of England. We're not doing too bad, are we? No, we're not, mate. And we, we enjoy doing it, and I think... Hopefully the viewers will listen to us and realise that we do we'd love what we do. Mm. Um, it's just it's about energy, mate. It's about just getting. We you know what I'm like. I love talking. I know you just sit there and nod your head and agree. So oh, yes. it works perfectly. Right, uh, are we ready? I am ready. Okay then. Question one: Which English team won the first European trophy? Wow. Okay. I told you, these questions ain't easy, mate. The worst thing is, I saw this answer last week. And I st- <laughs> and I still that's, why can't, that's why I brought it up. And I still can't remember. <laughs> I still can't remember, and I answered this last week. If you want, we'll we'll pass, and we'll go on to the next one, if you don't know it. We'll just... I'll, I'll come back to yep. that one. Okay, then. I'll come back to that one. Question two. What is Rotherham, Rotherham's nickname? I know that one. Just let me know when you've done it, mate. So we're talking about Rotherham United, yes, yeah? Yes, Rotherham right. United, mate. Right, cool. I'm with you. Yep. yep. Got that one. Question three. How many go- How many games did Arsenal win in their unbeaten season? I also saw this as well, and it's infuriating. It's like the pressure. So Under it's not pressure. It's not the 49 games, it's the no, no, season. Yeah, I got you. All right. There's no time on it, so take your time. I'm just trying to think because I'd, I knew they, I know they drew a lot of games that season, which they get slated for. They do, especially on Talksport. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they get slated for drawing a lot of games that season, but I can't remember how many they won. Um, we come back to it if you want. Nah, it's fine. I've got an answer. Yeah, I could be wrong, but. I'm going to go with this one. Okay. Question four. How many points do you get for a win in an F1 race? I knew you was going to ask me that. I knew you was going to ask me that question 
because you know I know nothing about it whatsoever. Um, I had to drop an F1 warning. Pardon? I just had to drop an F1 in. I knew you was going to ask me, because you know I don't know anything about F1. Knew it. I can read you like a book. I'm going to tilt my phone just a bit, just so you can't see the answers. Sorry. Is this question number four? This is question number four, yes. Right, cool. Yeah, I've got an answer. I'm ready. Yep. Yeah. Question five. What is the name of Scottish national... Na- what, sorry, I'll repeat that again. What is the name of the Scottish national rugby ground? So oh where, my God, it's on the so, tip of my tongue so as well. So where do, where do the Scottish national rugby oh, team play? Oh, for God's sake. It's on the tip of my tongue as well. I, I, I really, I really wish the view, I really wish people could see my face right now because Sam's laughing at me because I'm sat here and it's on the tip of my tongue and I can't think what it's called. You know I watched rugby. I watched the Six Nations so many yeah. times and I watched Scotland play at home and I can't fucking remember what. Do you know what's worse? I've got. Oh, I've got this come next week as well. Because Reese will be doing the questions next week. Oh, I'm so. going to absolutely murder you with questions next week. You, you've had my knickers down here, so... Told you I, don't I, want them to be I easy. can guarantee you I'm going to come up with some corkers I next week. Told you not going to be easy, mate. Oh, now I'm going to have to pass. Yeah. I'm, go I'm, I'm going to kick, kick myself as well. We can come back to it. I know I it. am. We can come back to it. I know I'm going to kick myself when I hear that bloody answer. Okay, question six. How many... Uh, how, bloody hell. How many innings are in a test match cricket? That's not the best way to word that question. All right, how many innings? How many innings are in a test match cricket? In a test match. In in one Slash. test match. Yes. How many How many innings are there? Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Question seven: How much did Manchester United pay for Cristiano Ronaldo from Sporting Lisbon? Oh wow! And I want the exact. Digits. So no leeway either side. No, no. I want the exact. Brilliant. I want the exact amount. I can't wait. To if I tell you what, I tell you what. If you get to nearest ten, I'll give you it. So I want, I want the actual thingy, the actual price tag. But if you're close to the second one, I'll give you it. Right. Okay. So if it's like fifteen point. Seven five. Yeah, closer to that, I get you. I get you. That's not the answer, by the way. I know. I knew. I wish it before was. people slay me in the comments. I wish it was. <laughs> I saw this last week as well. We was watching a video on YouTube about Ronaldo. I made one up one for you. Infuriating this. It's absolutely killing me. This is. This quiz will be the end of me because honestly, I want to scream. Half these answers are on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think. Um, to be honest I thought you might have got a few more to be honest especially the Scottish one I thought you might have got that one it, oh you that, might still that, get it no that one is really annoying me because that I, I can't as soon as, as, if you don't know it and as soon as I you'll fucking you'll I, kick yourself I know I will that's the worst thing about it I've watched the Six Nations that many times and Scotland have been playing at home yep. and, I've, and, I, I, and I remember what it's called I just can't say it Um. I can't even remember. What was the question seven again? Uh, how much did Manchester United pay for Cristiano Ronaldo from Sporting Lisbon? Yeah. Okay. Uh, question eight. 
Who won the championship last year? So who finished first? Yeah. Yep. Question nine. What number does Frankie de Jong wear at Barcelona? Yep. Sure? Yep, yeah, good to go. Yep. And the last question. How much did Jadon Sancho cost Borussia Dortmund for Manchester City? Oh my God, I've seen this as well, for God's sake. I could be horrendously wrong it's all right. with this answer. I could be really wrong. If you want out, I'll give you it. Cool. Um, all right, so right, the question, so, what question did yeah. you miss out? Question, question one. Question one and question five. Yep, so question one was, which English team won the first Europa League, Europa Trophy? European which, Trophy, sorry. Which English team? Which English team won the first European, European Trophy? And I've got the statistics here. And question five. Yeah, I, I think I'm horrendously wrong with the first one, but it's the only one that I can remember. Sorry. What is the name of the Scottish National Rugby Ground? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Honestly, if people could see me right now... You're, you, uh, you're, you'll be kicking yourself, mate, I'm telling you now. It's just annoying me, Sam. The amount of times I've watched it, I can see the ground. I can see the rugby post. I just can't remember. I'm going to have to pass, mate, but... Just, on, put, just, just, put, just put something down. Just put anything down. As soon as I say it, you'll be kicking yourself. I'm telling you now. Right. Okay, then. Yeah, that's all my ten answers done. Okay, hopefully you guys have got your answers down as well. So, let's start off then. Question one. Which English team won the first European trophy? This is going to be so embarrassing if people listening think you absolute idiot. Man United. No. No, I knew it wasn't. I just put an answer. And I remember him winning it in 68. But Celtic was the first British team. As they far were the as first British team. As far as I knew. You see, I knew that. I knew Celtic was the first British team in 60. I think it was 66. Celtic won it. The first English team to win the European trophy was Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur, they won 5-1 thanks to goals from Jimmy Graves, who got two. Jimmy John White and Terry Dyson, who got two. Tottenham's victory made them the first British team to win a major European trophy. Yeah. Okay, question two. <coughs> What's the Rotherham, what is Rotherham United's nickname? The Millers. Correct. Uh, question three, just put like a mark next to it, so, mate, just so we know you've got it right. Okay. Hang on, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay, question three. How many games did Arsenal win in their unbeaten season? You said? 22. Oh, no, unfortunately not, mate. Uh, 26 games and they also drew 12. Yeah, I remember them drawing a lot, to be honest. Um, I do remember that. I didn't think I'd got that one right, but I, it was kind of like an educated sort of guess, really. Yeah. That's fair enough, mate. Um, question four. How many points do you get when you win an F1 race? Is it 10 points? No, it's 25, mate. No, 20. I, I don't know anything about you get 25 F1. points when you win a race. No idea. I just, I literally, that answer was just a stab in the right. dark yeah, because I don't, I don't know F1, mate. I don't no watch it, so. No worries. Now you know. 
Uh, question five, the one that you didn't get. What is the name of Scottish National Anthems, uh, Scottish National Rugby Ground? You said? Well, uh, this one, I'm, honestly, if I get this wrong, I'm leaving. Um, I said Hamden Park. Please, just tell me. Murrayfield Stadium. Murrayfield, damn it! Damn, damn, damn it! I kn- fucking knew it, I knew it. As soon as you said it, Murrayfield. I had something field in my head, but I couldn't think of what... It's Murrayfield Stadium. Murrayfield, of course. Hamden Park is um, Queen's Park's ground, which is the main yeah. ground that yeah. the football players yeah, play Yeah, I know. I remember... You're close, but not close enough. I just... Uh, all I could think of in the end was Hamden Park. Sorry. It was close with the end, but no. Uh, question six. How many innings are in a test, test cricket match? I should know this because I've watched what, two innings. No, nope. it's four. Four innings. Basically, it's each team bats twice and each yeah, team Yeah, but that's, that's why I've put two innings, because that's why I said to you about the question. All right, right, I'll tell you what, I'll give you that then. I will give you that. Because I knew that it was two yeah, innings I'll give, I'll per team, yeah. but I didn't... It's me not listening yeah. to the question properly, but yeah, I knew it, that... The question t- is, how many innings are in a test match cricket? You see, I knew that each team had a two innings. A test match. Oh, I'll give you... I'll give you that. I'll give you two because it should. It does say there are there is, there is four innings. Two te- uh, both each team bats twice and each team bowls. Twice. Oh, thanks for giving me one. I've got yeah, two out of six. Okay, brilliant. Um, question <laughs> seven: How much did Manchester United pay for Cristiano Ronaldo from Sporting Lisbon? He said again. I've saw. I've seen this before. It was an educated guess because I can't remember. Eleven and a half million. I can't give you a mate. No, nope. actually, right, it's twelve point two four million. Twelve point two four. Adam Oliver's missus should get that. <laughs> yeah, Portuguese. Mm. Hi, Adam. Mass- she's a massive Ronaldo fan, so... Hi, Adam. Uh, question eight, mate. Who won the championship last year? Sheffield United. Unfortunately not. It's Norwich City. No, of course. Yeah. Well, quickly moving on. <laughs> it's when you're thinking, isn't it? You think, you're thinking... You're thinking. All that. I could remember was Sheffield United. And I, and I tried to think of the teams that came up last year... And the run that Sheffield went on, I was genuinely thought they'd won the league. They had a good run. Yeah, they did have a very now good run. Now I think about it, I know they didn't. But, but it was yeah. it was Norwich and Sheffield United. And then my head's gone, mate. And Villa comes in the gone. playoffs. Let's get this wrapped up because my head's gone. <laughs> well and truly. Question nine. 21. What number does... Yes, he does. He didn't let me answer the question, but okay. I knew, I knew the answer, mate, because I, I played with Barcelona in my FIFA career. I watched Barcelona games. I just I knew that anyway. Yeah, fair enough, mate. And the final question. How much did Jadon Sancho cost Borussia Dortmund from Manchester City? Because he was a youth player at the time, I went with five million quid. Eight million. Eight. And I didn't think it'd be that much because he was a youth player when he left Manchester City. Um, to be honest, that was it. Was kind of a bit of well, it was a bit of an educated guess, really. I knew that it wasn't going to be much, but how many yeah, did you get right then, mate? Three out of ten. Oh, Jesus. Three My sporting ten. knowledge is pretty. That was pretty poor, to be honest. I, I should have got at least five there. That's Hopefully you guys me. got more than three. Hopefully. Because that was quite embarrassing for you, Mr. Popperwell. Yeah, cheers. It was. Thanks. I'm quite disappointed you didn't get the uh, Scottish National National Rugby one, to be honest. I had it in my head. Mate. I'm I also just, quite disappointed you didn't know how much Ronaldo cost. <laughs> well, I knew it was <laughs> a bit of a generic guess, but I knew it was between 10 and 15 million. I just couldn't remember exactly how much it was. Um, yeah, not impressed with that really, to be honest with you. My sporting knowledge is a lot better than I let on there. 
Um, I actually about the Tottenham one though. I was genuinely surprised at the Tottenham. But was that under Bill Nicholson? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just, I just, I'm because I know Tottenham won the league title in '61 under Bill Nicholson. But I'd be interested to see if they won the European Cup under him. Don't know that old mate. Yeah. I, I want to look at that. Really. That's intrigued me now, to be quite honest with you. Well, we'll have a look after the podcast and we'll see. Um, anything else to talk about? Well, we've done the quiz. Yeah, we've done the quiz. Done we Bundesliga. spoke about the Bundesliga because there ain't no other football on. Premier League teams have finally returned now in small groups. Yeah, I think that's that's big, big news that. Um, I did, I saw... Um, a bit of Man United on Insta because I follow United obviously on Instagram. Um, Bruno Fernandez, Paul Pogba, all returning to training. Just mention on my United lads, big news: Paul Pogba getting back into full training again. Um, it's been a long time coming, and I think if he can get himself fit for the new season, we're going to look a completely different side next year. Um, so I'm really happy to see him back. I think he gets a very unnecessary amount of stick, to be honest. For the for the genuinely world-class talent that he is, and I say world-class talent, not world-class player, at 25, 26, he should be doing a lot better than what he is now. And I do believe he should be a bit more consistent. But I think with this United team, the way we're going, yeah, I can see our boys doing well next year. I definitely think we're going to push for top four. I, well, the, the United fan in me is... Hoping and praying we do. I just, I still stand by what I say with Pogba. I still don't think he'll be there next season. I, I just can't not see him being there, mate. I really can't. He's like I said, I've always said, mate, he's just, his attitude is not a Man United. His attitude is money. That's that's all he's bothered about, mate. He don't give two fucks about Man United. I don't know. I wouldn't be so sure about that, Sam. I think that when you actually listen to the guy, he is a Man United fan. And he's come out and said it before. Yes, he's played for some, you know, two of the top clubs in Europe and two of the biggest clubs in the world because United and Juventus are two of the they're definitely in the top ten of the biggest clubs in the world, and United's in the top three to mention that. To be honest, but um, yeah, big news, Pogba and the rest of the lads as well. Because let's not forget the rest of them are returning to training steadily. Bit it's a bit strange though. I understand why they've done it. But it's a bit strange to got a training groups of four. Hmm. Um, I saw another Premier League player come out. His name's escaping me, but he was te- he was saying that he was training with three other people as well as himself. So they're only training in groups of four, which I find a little bit odd. Because if a team's going to return to training, then surely you've deemed it safe enough to be them ra- to be around each other. They're going to be around the building. They're going to well, be par- in the building training. So. Apparently, what I heard was apparently that four of them got to train, and the other. Players have got to sit in the cars and wait. I'm not even allowed to leave the I cars. I don't know the truth in that. If that's true, I think that's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. What's the point in getting them back into training if, you, if, if you're not allowed to train together? Yeah. I, I don't see the point in that whatsoever. Yeah. I think that, that that, to me, really, really confuses me. And yeah. I don't see the point. Bit weird, isn't it? Bit well, weird. it is, really. What's the point in having players back for training if you can't all train together? What benefit is that going to do to anybody? Oh, yeah, go sit in your car, lads. <laughs> Go sit in your car for 45 minutes, wait for these lads to finish and you can come out. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I'd have to double check that because I don't know how much truth's in that. I'm not questioning you. I'm just, I'd be interested to see the full facts on that. Um, just quickly moving away from the Premier League. League 2 has already been decided now. 
all 24 clubs came to a joint decision that they were going to finish the season. Yeah. The teams that are in the top three go up. Nobody gets relegated. I think that's to do with the Berry situation as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with them going out of business. Um, so, League One. I listened to Burton Albion's chairman earlier on Football Daily on Five Live podcast. Um, and it, the Burton chairman was talking about Nigel Clough stepping down um so on and you know he had a few really good points actually but he did mention in there that nobody has come to a decision yet about what's going to happen in league one all the players um have to be tested before if they are going to resume the league season but they're not they're not not they've not even come to an agreement yet and it's going to cost each club in league one about £140,000 to test these players I mean, let's not forget, it's League One football, mate. You've got clubs like Accrington Stanley in there. How the hell are they going to cough up 140 grand to pay for players' testing? Mm-hmm. But should that defer them from playing? Do you think that's fair? Because I don't. No, it's not fair. Thanks. I mean, look at the other clubs in League One. They've got a far bigger budget than Accrington could ever muster up. Sunderland, Portsmouth. Well, look at Sunderland. The bloody Ipswich. budget that club's on is ridiculous. Ipswich. I watched the documentary. Do you know what I mean? How much money that club has... I mean, yeah, all right, it's losing a lot of money, but you're telling me 30-odd thousand people and at least 20,000 every week when the people are allowed to go to the games. You're telling me that, I mean, they can afford it. Of course they can, but look at Accrington Stanley and clubs like that, the lower end of League One. How the hell are they going to be able to do that? Do you know what I mean? There's, they've got to come to a decision really quickly on how fair this is going to be for everybody else because... It's going to be a massive gulf to me. You're just asking for trouble. If they ask each club to cough up 140 grand, there's going to be problems because teams aren't going to be able to pay it. How the hell are Ackington Stanley going to be able to pay that money? They rely on gate receipts. They're not getting, they're barely getting any Sky money, are they? No. They're not going to get much TV right deals because they barely get shown on television. Like most of the lower league clubs, it's all about the Premier League and Championship. Look, I understand that. I get that. But when you're asking clubs to cough up that amount of money just to be able to carry on playing football, well, how about wait until it's safe to do so, then resume the league season? If they want to test the players, then fair enough. But they shouldn't be asking the clubs to cough up that money just to to carry on with the league season. I think it's ludicrous. But League One, I can see that dragging on and on and on, yeah. and I can see the Championship being exactly the same. Well, rumour has it with the Championship, if it, is, if it does end up going... Like what the League Two has done, Leeds go up, and West Brom also go up. Uh, don't know what happens with the playoffs. Well, I know one club that don't want the season to continue, and that's, that's Hull City. City. Have you seen it? <laughs> yep. Have you seen that this uh-huh. week? Well, if there's ever been a case of self-preservation in football, I'd definitely say it applies to Hull City. It's mad to think that Hull City was in the Premier League a few years ago, man. Mad. I think, uh, to be honest with you, they're a big club for championship level. They're still punching above the weight if they go to the Premier League, though. Their owners have ruined their club. Well, look, mate, I know I know people. <laughs> one of my good mates has delivered to the Elams in North Ferriby. They used to have an house in North Ferriby. Um, and he said that when, you've, when you're not pumping no money into a football club and you're refusing to sell up, for a certain amount, but you're driving round in Maybach Benzes every day. Well, yeah, that I think that tells you all you need to know, really. Um, 
it's the biggest case of self-preservation society I've ever seen in a football club because they're teetering right on the edge of relegation. They've been in horrendous form. I mean, we watched the game here when they got spanked by Leeds 4 0, wasn't it? Battered them. Yeah, Leeds give them a right pasting. Um, men against kids. Hull City have been very, very selfish with that. I can understand why, because getting relegated to League One is going to cost that club a lot of money, money that they probably don't have. Um, I understand why they've done it, but I still think it's wrong. I still think they should do it for the greater good and not for themselves, but I totally understand why they do that because it's going to cost the club a hell of a lot of money. Mm. But this is where it becomes so confusing, because each club will have its own agenda. I, I read something, just quickly going back to League One, I read something earlier about Wickham Wanderers, who are currently outside the playoffs, and Peterborough United are in the playoffs. Now, if they decide the, the league positions on points projected per game, Peterborough would end up outside the playoffs and Wickham would end up in it. And the, and the Peterborough chairman, Darren McAnthony, outspoken as ever, said, I think that's a complete joke. I'm not quoting him with words, but that's essentially what he's saying. Is It's a complete joke. And to go on that basis is absolutely ludicrous. Well, as, that, as, a, as a chairman of a football club, you can understand why he'd say that. But for the greater good, is it? I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on it, Sam, because I personally think that is the way to go. I think I've not. I've not heard about it, but now you mentioned it, mate. I, I probably feel the same. If I was the owner, I'd be a very nice. Yeah, but well, yeah, but what? So what did? If twenty other clubs, say for example, if three other clubs and yourself don't back the idea to finish the season now on points projected per game, mm. which means Peterborough would end up outside the playoffs and Wickham would end up in it, right? So, with that in mind, what would you choose to do? If you're chairman of Peterborough United now, if you're Darren McCantony and you've got the cash to put in, what would you say right now? Because what Peterborough are doing, essentially, is dragging the heels and they're thinking, no, nah, I'm not giving up. I don't want to be outside the playoffs. No. There's a chance of us going up. I totally understand that, mate. I get that. I'll be interested to hear your opinion on it because I know what mine is. It's hard. It is. It's hard for teams like that that are pushing for playoffs and the likes of Wickham that have had a, who have had a good season this season. Is it fair on Peterborough if it does happen? No. It's not, it's not fair. But like you said about the projecting the points... I don't know, mate. It's hard to say. It's hard to say, mate, because I've not heard about it, so I can't really have a say about it. Um, I do think that there is no winner in this situation. There is no winner. Because if Peterborough get awarded a playoff spot, which will be played at some point, because you can't decide mm. the playoffs on points per game because it's not operating on a points basis. So the playoff games have to be played, right? So with that being said... I think that Peterborough should bite the bullet and just go on the basis of finishing the league season now. Look, people may not agree with me. If you ask me, I'd probably say Peterborough deserve a playoff spot. They probably do. But everybody's got to come to a joint decision, mate. And and that's never going to happen. And in the next two to in the next two to four weeks. Football League Club are going to have to come to a joint decision on what's going to happen. So whether Peterborough United's chairman likes it or not, they're going to have to make a decision one way or another. 
And if not, it will carry on and carry on until they'll be forced to do something about it. Yeah? So the EFL will not hesitate to step in, mate. They will not hesitate to step in and say, look, you need to make a decision. I think they should go on the points per game basis. Do Peterborough deserve a playoff spot? Yeah, they probably do. They've played some good football this year and got some good results. But they've got to finish the league season soon, Sam. They can't continue it past a certain point. And the way it's looking at the moment, we're nearly, we're not far off June and nothing's been sorted yet. It can only go on for so long, mate. It can only go on for so long. I do think they should end it as it is right now and decide who's going to play each other in the playoffs and the normal system where second, where, where third, well, no, it's, no, it'll be fourth to seventh, Four, isn't it? Um, fourth to seventh, four, so five, six and seven. Fourth and... Seventh play each other. Yeah, third and fourth. No. It is. Yeah, third and fourth play each other. The top team in the playoffs play the bottom team, and then the middle two play one another. Yes, that's it, yeah. But um, I think they should decide it as it is right now, um, on a points-per-game basis. I think that's the best way forward, because it's just fair for everybody else, really. Um, It's a lot more complicated in League One and the Championship, because League Two's already been decided, and all the clubs have come to a decision. I understand why clubs are dragging the heels about things, Sam, but it's not making anybody's life any easier, is it? No. And eventually, they're gonna, the EFL are going to put pressure on these football chairmen and people who own the football clubs to make a decision jointly because that's the only way it can do it. It can't be resolved unless they all come to a joint decision. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would do. The championship, oh God, it's, a, I mean, it's just another, it's another thing altogether, that, isn't it? It's another, it's another question altogether. But what we do know is in the next two to four weeks, a decision will be made either decision way. decision has to be made. It yeah, has it has to be. Because you've got to crack on doing the playoffs and who's going to go up, mate. And that can only go up to a certain point. It's not even that, but you've got to also think about when you've got to restart next season. Well, yeah, but this is what I'm saying. This is why in the next two to four weeks, it's going to be imperative that they make a decision and crack on with doing it, if it's safe to do so. Because the longer it drags on, next season's going to be affected because of it when we can all go to football matches again. And we can enjoy the the game that we love. I can't wait, man. Yeah, no, I can't wait either, mate. But this season needs to come to a conclusion somehow. Mm. Um, and I think that the one that's been put to him is the best way forward. But unfortunately, some chairmen don't seem to see it that way. I can understand why, but they're not making it any bit easier for anybody else. No, not mate. Um, I don't think there's anything else we have to talk about, is there? No, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Remember to like and subscribe, guys. It is really important, you know, it's it's really, it's beneficiary to us that we get our content out there. We hope you guys enjoy it, of course we do. We want to start doing the interactive, um, the kind of question-based ending. I think that's going to be a good way to go with the podcast. It's a bit of fun as well, so people can join in with us on the podcast mm. and see if you got your answers right or wrong. Um, yeah, so, well, without further ado, massive thank you from me. And myself. Yep. Yeah. And Sam, and we hope to see all you guys soon. Remember, stay safe, look after yourself and your family, and thank you, NHS. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, for listening, and uh, take care of yourselves. Au revoir.